Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today's episode, we check back in with Nick. He's a corporate recruiter that I've been mentoring for a few weeks now. Uh, he and his family have successfully moved to Texas. If you've been following the story, if you haven't, I'd encourage you to go back and check in on them. But he, they've successfully landed in Texas about a week ago. Uh, and this includes his almost one-year-old little son. So we talk about that trip a little bit um, and how they all got there s- safely. But being having a week settled in now, they're not slowing down. Uh, matter of fact, I think they've been working all week to try to find some properties to go look at because they've got a couple lined up for today or this weekend. And I look forward to catching up with Nick next week, seeing what he's discovered about this new market they now live in. So key takeaways from today is we talk about how much time you gain back from working from home, uh, looking at properties uh, in different markets. Uh, we joke around, joke about the A and Zillow stands for accuracy. And then we get into a bunch of different things uh, about personal uh, health and wealth. We talk about running 5Ks. Uh, Nick's done an Iron Marathon. He's looking to improve on his personal best on that. Which leads to us talking about the benefits of cold showers or ice baths and the recovery time, which leads me to want to talk about our new affiliate for the show. Uh, They're called Everly Well. Now, I was introduced to Everly Well recently, and I am certainly glad I did. Uh, I've been battling with what was believed to be an acid reflux or GERD problem for the better part of five years. Now, this includes a second opinion from a general physician as well as a third from a gastro specialist, which included an upper endoscopy, which if you ever had one of those, you know how much fun those can be. Uh, not talking about the lower ones. The lower ones is a different story, uh, you know, but the upper endoscopy is just as much of a time suck. And uh, But after taking this super simple, and I mean it is super simple, home food sensitivity test from Everly Well, uh, which I was able to pay with my, with my flexible spending account insurance, uh, car, not insurance car, but flexible spending account, which is tax free, right? Uh, I discovered through this test that I have a gluten food sensitivity. Now we're not talking about an allergic reaction. It's a little bit different. Uh, I've just now learned about this myself, but food sensitivity is how your gastro, uh, processes certain foods. And with the results of my test, I've been able to alter my diet. I'm doing my best to avoid gluten. Man, you don't know how much good food has gluten in it. But I've been able to alter my, uh, you probably do, but I didn't know it until I started altering my diet and trying to stay away from this stuff because I would wake up at night with what's called night sweats, which is part of um, GERD diagnosis, and also wake up choking on heartburn. It was it really altered my sleep patterns, which, you know, as W2 capitalists, we need to get up early and be on top of our game all day long. Uh, and that was, that was something that was affecting me and affecting my ability to perform at the top. So by doing this, I took this test probably uh, about a, two months ago and it takes them about five weeks to process the test once you send it to them. But I've altered my diet to remove as much gluten as I can out of it. My wife jumped on board and we're starting to have gluten-free meals. And it has been a game changer as far as how I sleep. So I'm waking up much more rested. 
uh, and how I just don't have to worry about, hey, where's the pack of Toms or did I take my medicine? As a matter of fact, I've actually stopped taking my acid reflux medicine and I haven't had a single problem with it since. So I um, want you to check out these guys. You can find more information out w2capitalist.com slash affiliates or you can just go to w2capitalist.com and click on the affiliate button links there. They have over 25 tests uh, that you can subscribe to. I highly recommend the food sensitivity test because of what it's done for me, but they also have men's health, women's health tests. There's a testosterone test there for men, but it takes them about five weeks to, to get it processed once you send it back to them. Uh, and the packages come with easy to perform instructions at home. Now the food sensitivity test, maybe all of them are like this, but it is a blood test. So it does require a little prick of the finger, but they have these easy one use, uh, capsules that are going to prick your finger and make sure it's all, uh, safe and legit and hygienic. So check them out. W2capitalist.com and click on the affiliates button. Now let's get to work. W2 Capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helms. Live from Texas. So... That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to get up a little earlier. I actually start a new job today. Oh, so, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. It's a exciting time. So, hey, I can barely hear you. Is your... Um... Can you hear me a little better now? No. It's a little better. Are you trying to whisper so you don't wake up the wife? No. <laughs> Is that a little better now? Somewhat, yeah. All right. So I don't I have like so many of these stupid Apple headphones that I don't know which one of the ones is actually like the newer, probably functioning correctly ones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while since you and I chatted. It has it's been uh, many miles, many days, but yeah, depending on how we're measuring it, right? It, it's yeah. could, it could be weeks, it could be miles, it could be uh, man. So y'all made the move. We made it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, last Thursday, so it's been a week now. This is actually weeks. So how was uh how was so y'all dro drove a big U-Haul down, right? My wife and I actually just drove her Explorer. That's right. You did a pod. Yeah, we did a pod. Yeah, which I would recommend to anybody who needs to move. Uh, absolutely, yes. Like, could not believe how streamlined that process was with them. But yeah, uh, yeah. So we drove. We stopped in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, okay. Night at like twelve thirty, and then Nashville Tuesday night, Dallas Wednesday night, and we were in Austin Thursday like early afternoon because of course had to stop at. Magnolia and Waco for a few hours. Of course. And then the uh, the little one and both of our mom 
Adams came in Friday morning and okay. Tuesday. So it was uh, certainly lucky to have that to help us get settled and everything like that. But uh, how did uh, how did he handle the flight? He was really good. Uh, well, at least that's what they told us. That's what I'm saying. The, they're going to tell you that either way, right? <laughs> we'll find out uh, the reality in two weeks when we fly back for a wedding. When it's just no, that's right. Y'all got a bunch of stuff. You got to go back and forth for a, yeah. a birthday party and everything too, right? Yep. His one year birthday party, wedding, the whole nine yards in two weeks. So, Man. So how are y'all uh, transitioning? Um, so far it's been, I mean, it's been great. Um, I mean, my wife's been home with the baby every day. Uh, yeah. I've been home. So, I mean, same thing. Working from home has been, um, huge blessing the last the last three four days here it's been great yeah really enjoyed that so far so that's been good uh like you said productivity uh just being able to spend time and, and see the baby way more than i did when we were back in new hampshire just kind of everything's been great with that yeah it's a it's a uh it's a game changer and it's kind of weird because i'm doing the opposite I'm, today? yeah yeah um uh, position i'm taking is in the office every day that was one of the things that my wife and i really struggle with Yep. And even the, even the uh, guy interviewed me, he said, I'm looking at your resume and you've been working home for 10 years. Yep. How are you going to adjust back to office life? And I'm like, I don't really have a good answer for you. <laughs> It'll be a change. Yeah. I'll tell you in a year how I adjust. It, well, yeah. And it's, uh, it's local though, right? You said? Yeah. It's like 10 minutes down the road. So it's not. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where if I can remember when I started working from home, I felt at times I was goofing off because you, you you're just so much more productive because you don't have those there's there's no water cooler talk, right? There's there's no I equate my kids coming into my office like any other adult would, you know, like all right, there's you know, but it's even better because I can actually train them not to do that as much you know what i'm saying so um it it helps uh and you're about to the age with your son that um he will burst in you will have to start training him too you are teaching him how to i don't know if training is the right word there but uh but you do you you know and, and even now um my little daughter she can't open the door to the office yet but I'll hear very quietly knocking, you know, and then I'll hear my son come back. No, no, Stella, you, you can't go in there. Daddy's working. So he's trying to tell, teach her, you know, so, um, we had to start, I mean, he used to just bust in and not even knock. I'm like, all right, we gotta, we gotta go over some rules here. Uh, and now he, he, uh, if he needs something really important and you notice the air quotes, it's knock, knock, knock. No, no, no. And if I don't answer, he just comes in anyway. He didn't, you know, cause I'll like, I'll be on a call like this and I'll hear the knock and I'll, I won't answer him and he'll stick his hand in daddy, I'm hungry. Or, you know, tell me something that he saw on TV or, you know, like, yeah. got it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Hunger's really important, but <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, so you're settled in. What's that? That's been the biggest adjustment, just like you said, kind of with him being around compared to the office or being, it was like, I think it was Tuesday. I, like, I wear like a, whatever Garmin watch 
uh, the tracks and steps and all that. And I looked at like, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon, like 200 steps. Like, I had moved yeah. And I was like, so I said to my wife, I was like, tomorrow I need to like every hour just like walk outside into the driveway and then come back because I have not gotten up from this chair all day today. Whereas yeah. like in the office, like you, you walk to the coffee machine, you walk to the kitchen, you walk here, you walk and see another manager. It's just like, I was just like, whoa, 200 steps. I have not moved other than to go to the bathroom and come back. I don't think. Yeah. You, you know, I used to joke with um, some friends of mine who run a lot. Yeah. And my wife does this too. Uh, she, she runs a lot, even at, you know, 30, she's 36 weeks pregnant this week and she went and ran yesterday, uh, two or three miles. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't even get up this morning to go run, you know? Yeah. And, um, but I used to joke is that I'm, I'm very much, I'm happy to hear you say that on one front because I knew I'm, I've experienced that. And, you know, and it was right when uh, Fitbit started coming out and everybody was yeah. talking about, you know, posting about, Hey, I got 10, 15,000 steps. So I started looking at mine and wow, I got 200, I got 500. <laughs> so it'll, it'll, what you'll find is you'll have a lot more uh, time to do physical activity. Yeah. Is what, yeah, you know, and you, and you don't justify it by saying, you know, I, I'm with the world's worst at running. I did actually, I had a milestone last week. I ran a nine minute mile, which was a huge nice. for me. No, it was only one mile. Okay. But, um, my calves didn't lock up and like they've been doing recently. Yeah. So I, I was pretty pumped about it, but yeah. the, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of people justify those steps. Now, granted they're, they're taking those steps yeah. where, you and I working from home and our 200 were not, yeah. but they're just, they're, yeah. they're just steps. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's something there that I, that I'm trying to justify that, I don't, <laughs> that I'm not doing it like they are. But yeah, like uh, the point is you're going to find time to work out now. Exactly. Yeah. You know, the gym here is like in this little community that we're in the gym, yeah. like hundred yards, 200 yards away. Um, so the gym, the pool, everything is right there. And it's, now that we're in texas it's been 80 degrees since we got here and yeah sunny until like 8 8 30 at night yeah so back in new hampshire i would have made some excuse the last like week and not worked out i wouldn't have drove 25 minutes each way to the gym here i've gone every night like you said um or i've gone like i'm gonna go run five after this uh before the baby wakes up and it'll be warm enough i won't have to like wear my uh, wear my uh snow pants to go out yeah <laughs> so yeah it's been, i mean i've got I used to do, I mean, traffic each way was two to three hours a day, depending on when I was leaving. So, I mean, just instantly getting that time back, like you said, um, it's, it's been great. Yeah. So what's the next step now that you are on the ground? You got a week under you? Is it, uh, hey, we're, we're just trying to get our bearings and kind of get adjusted? What's the... We're going to look at a couple of properties this afternoon. Nice. Um, nice. So, Getting after it, man. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, what else are we going to do now that we're down here? That's kind of why we came down here. One That's true. Two. That's true. Yeah. As well. Um, so we're going to go look at a couple. They're both from, um, they're both from a wholesaler that I've, that I've been talking to a lot, but just to kind of see the market, they're down in South Austin, which is pretty, pretty hot right now. So I'm just going to go down just to kind of, I'm kind of, we're using it as a way to kind of explore the, the city and learn a little bit about the city, but also, uh, see some of the neighborhoods where stuff is kind of popping off down there. Uh, so we'll go check those out. And then uh, this weekend, Saturday, I think we're going to go down to San Antonio. San Antonio is like an hour, 
a little bit over an hour away and with the baby and right now we only have one car because we didn't move both uh, we're just probably going to go down Saturday for like a day trip and look at like five to ten properties just line a bunch up and just get an idea for for that market a little bit too just to start kind of looking at stuff and and you're look are you uh remind me are you looking at um single family small multi-family what's yeah, the so these ones are single family there was a duplex that came on yesterday but um it sold in like two hours so that kind oh of, wow yeah that's kind of backfired so uh we were gonna go look at that one but then the guy messaged us back and was like it's sold so these will be single families these are more kind of like that burr type property uh, yeah which is more obviously and they come from the wholesaler so they're discounted with air quotes but uh, we'll see how really discounted they are but uh same thing i've been doing the the numbers and the calculators running you know three to five deals a day through the calculators that i've been getting so um just trying to, to practice yeah practicing and then today will be good to just kind of walk through a property and see start to learn some of kind of the the nuances of of the building down here in texas because yeah we talked about that before about how different it is from new hampshire to florida to texas so yeah and then the houses that we went into when we first came down here were truly kind of like residential, much newer uh, stuff that we were looking at for ourselves. These are kind of older South Austin type builds, um, but it's where a lot of the tech folks are going is down in that area. That's where a lot of the big uh, kind of startups and stuff like that are, are going in down in downtown. So it's a good area. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. So how are you, um, how are you planning to run comps? Like what, what are you doing to grab comps? Do you have a realtor are you using some apps? What's the, yeah, we have a realtor, um, who she actually was the one who helped us find this apartment. Um, okay. so she, she's, I've actually sent her a couple addresses before, um, and she will run them for us. Okay. Uh, so she's going to be who we use initially just until we kind of get a lay of the land and see. Um, I've been doing the same thing like on bigger pockets and, and LinkedIn, kind of looking for some other ones that are maybe more investor friendly. Um, yeah. What I like about this lady so far is I mean, she's, I don't know like how new she is to it, but she's, she's very hungry. She's very responsive. I mean, she answers, you know, our texts, our emails like within minutes. So, um, that's good on that, on that part. Um, so I mean, maybe probably not the, you know, the most experienced with investors and that sort of thing, but, um, right now where we're new to the area, what I, what I'm looking for the most is somebody who knows the area, somebody who's from here and she's from Austin. So she knows the neighborhoods, um, and somebody who's been responsive has been great so far. So yeah, so far. I would, yeah, I would definitely continue to find that search, search for those, uh, additional realtors though. Um, yeah, I found a lady yesterday on LinkedIn who her, like or what she claims was her specialty was working with like investor, I mean, not investor, but um, tech related folks who are um, moving from other places. So she's yeah. like out of state um, tech entrepreneurs and, and tech employees and things like that coming into Austin for those jobs. Um, so she kind of the, the light bulb went off that she would probably be a good person to talk to because she's going to know the neighborhoods that those people are looking sure. for. Um, yeah. so that's kind of where we're looking down in that area. That's where a lot of the older builds are down that way. Nice. Um, do, I don't think we touched on this, but you guys closed your, your house. You're selling your house. and That was a story. Yeah. Tell me about that. That was, uh, <laughs> so, this is, so it's Monday, Monday morning. We had to go to the Ford dealership at 7am. We took their first service appointment at 7am to get my wife's car, like expected tuned up 
all the stuff before we drive 2,000 miles. So we get there and they're like, Smart. Yeah, you, you need brakes too. I'm like, of course we do. Right? Sure. Yeah. There's going to be something, you, you know, when you pull in there, there's something that's, it's not, I said to my wife, I said, I guarantee you they try to pick, give us breaks. Sure enough, they try to give us breaks. I'm like, <laughs> they're below the stadium. I was like, I'll take the breaks. We're going to drive yeah. miles, so give me the breaks. So we're sitting there. They, I put in like their little app when we checked in the night before that we needed a loaner car. We get there. We don't have a loaner car. So like, okay, great. So we're sitting in the Ford waiting room, 9 a.m. Phone rings. It's the realtor. I'm like, this is not good because the walkthrough is not till 11. This is not a good sign pick it up he's like i have bad news but it's not that bad of news i was like oh, okay um the people don't have the money yet because they transferred the funds this morning and it hasn't cleared they transferred mm -hmm. like multiple bank accounts into one and he's like so we can still close but you probably won't get your money till later today or we can push the close back and i was like i'm looking at being in new york at like rush hour so like i kind of need to leave at like 11 30 and yeah like, just we can figure it out later. So we went to the title company. They had the time wrong. So my wife and I get there at like 11. It wasn't until 1130. So we, I mean, it was just the whole kind of debacle, but the title guy came and he was great. So we signed everything and then we had the money by like three, but that was fun. 9am. We don't have it's your always, money. Yeah. yeah. It's always a weird. I don't know. I'm... I always mean to turn my phone off <laughs> during these and I didn't. So I apologize for that weird look on my face. I know I just gave you, it was not about your That's story. It was about who the heck is just sending me this message this early in the morning. Yeah. Um, that happens, man. It, it, you yeah. know, and I, I, I was going to pick on Ford for a minute, but uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, well, I'm loyal to the Toyota brand. They just seem to run. Now I'll probably go yeah. get mine and it, it'll break today, but um, <laughs> yeah, knock on wood or something. They, uh, the dealership we take ours to is, uh, has a very good relationship with, um, one of the rental cars. Oh, okay. So if you need a loaner, yeah, they, they will take you to the dealership and it doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. To get a rental. It's all, paid for by the dealership so that's awesome yeah, yeah. That, like it let me click it on the website the night before yeah. so i was like okay yeah. great i get there she the lady didn't even look up from her computer she just goes we don't have any loaners i was like oh okay shame on to me. cover that already yeah. uh, uh, i was like wow okay she's like we have a shuttle but it won't be back for like 45 minutes and i'm like what good is the shuttle gonna do me like i needed to run like errands like is the shuttle gonna bring me to the post office and drive yeah. me around town yeah. All right, we got a few stops for this shuttle. We'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, here's my route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be back for two hours. Yeah, exactly. And hopefully you'll have my car done by then. Yeah. So, I mean, so then she tries to, so then they come back and she's like, you need the brakes. And I was like, I only have 45 minutes. And she's like, usually takes an hour and a half. I'm like, my father's a mechanic. I don't know if I, yeah, I don't know. We've touched yeah, on that. But yeah. A brake job does not take an hour and a half when you no, already have yeah. my truck up on the lift and you already have the tires off and you know it needs brakes. Like, yeah. and you have all the tools. Like, yes, yeah. me with a YouTube video and having done brakes a couple times, it would probably take an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so then she goes back, let me call the technician. I'm like, okay. She comes back, he's going to get it done in time. It was 20 minutes later, they were done. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I'm glad we got that done in time. But. And we still made it to, to New New York at like five o'clock and sat in traffic for like two hours, but that's all right. I've never driven through New York City. Um, 
No, I've, I've ridden in a taxi cab. Yeah. And I don't know how people do that. This was upstate. Yeah. yeah, this was like upstate Manhattan or whatever <clears throat> still. And it was like, we got through there at like 4.30 and it was still like a parking lot. I don't know how, like you said, people do that. Like I thought traffic going into Burlington where I worked was bad. This was like, I had the car in park like multiple times. Like yeah. It was, yeah. I could not believe it. And it was like a six lane highway and we were still stopped. And I was like, wow. Tells you how many people there, but you know, I saw something the other day is turn your car into the virtual classroom, listen to podcasts, listen to audio. Still, even if you do that, it's not not the lifestyle. Over the last couple of years, and I'll tell you that waking up and walking to my office and not listening to one has so far been a little bit more enjoyable. (laughs) I'll find another time to put the podcast (laughs) on. Uh, no offense to the podcast it's just no offense to the podcast an hour, hour and a half in the car yeah yeah <laughs> well you still got to get up i mean you know while you're running you know or whatever yeah that's no, what i was thinking there. yeah uh, uh, i've still been listening to them but i haven't been listening to four hours a day i'll tell you that much yeah but. yeah it's uh so your education is going to go down a little bit yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's a good swap think, right now the good thing though is like my education will go down with the podcast but now i'll have more time on on bigger pockets looking at deals like actual yeah. more kind of education in the like today i'll be able to go and look at a house this evening instead of yeah. sitting in traffic so it's i think that like it'll be an education swap for sure it, for the for the better yeah, right absolutely so, yeah all right so what kind of music you listen to when you're running i don't listen to music when i run really i don't listen to anything i'm kind of like a i did an uh, iron weirdo. man you're like yeah, a I, weirdo that's i didn't i did an iron man in 2012 okay so when you're when you do an Ironman, you can't run with headphones. So I never trained. I never trained with headphones because I didn't want to get to the race and be like, I don't have headphones. Um, ended up like walking that whole marathon. So I probably, probably could have used headphones, but that's another story for another day. So yeah, so I don't wear them. Like these pods, these drive me nuts. All right. So I've got a weird thing about these headphones and I've found this out. It doesn't matter what brand or whatever. And yep. this, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. Um, these are labeled left and right. Yeah. If I put the left one in my left ear, yeah, I can't hear in my left right. ear. So I have to swap them. I have to put the right one in my left ear and left one in my right ear. I thought it was this connection. I thought it was headphones. No, every pair of headphones that I have, if I do that, I've, I, apparently my ears are just weird. Wow. Um, That's incredible. And it, I mean, if I connect to my laptop, if I connect to my phone, there's no music, at least I don't think there is. There's no sound okay. coming out of my left ear or going into my left ear if I have the left ear wow. ear pod that's, in that's there. Pretty neat. That's, it's not that's neat. It's, it's weird. I think I need to go to the doctor about it because yeah. I just realized it started happening. Like I was like, so what's yeah. wrong with this volume? And I'd, I'd move yeah. it around, swap them, and I figured out every time I swapped them, it's like wow. I'm in surround sound again. Anyway, that's just weird, but... You know, you run don't with run with the music. music. I can't hear out of my left ear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My ears don't like, like if I ran with these pods, they would fall out all the time. They would just constantly fall out. My wife doesn't run with music either, but if I don't have it to keep my mind yeah. uh, focused on something else, yep. I'm sitting there thinking, oh my God, I hate running. I hate running. <laughs> That's what's going through my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, and I need to do a better job of running anyway. I'm like one once a week. 
That's what yeah. I'm doing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, I set a pretty audacious goal for February. So to uh qualify for Boston at the running the Austin marathon. So yeah. that's that's kind of so you were uh legit earlier when you said you're about to go run five five miles. Yeah, after this, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well I did the problem with I did the Ironman in 2012, which ends with a marathon, but it took me like five hours to do that marathon, which was just kind of humiliating. So I've always had that like scarred in my mind. So I'm going okay. back and I'm going back in February down here in Austin to try and right that wrong. So we'll see. More power to you. I want to do a 5K this year before uh, before my yeah. next birthday. I want to do a that's my goal. You should, that. you should do that couch to 5K program. That thing's great. I've looked it up. I've actually um, uh, started. I printed off the. Yeah, I don't know my wife is, actually but, downloaded the Nike Running Club app last night. Yeah, and it, she entered. She like answered like ten questions, and it created a plan for her. Like right then, it was it was pretty unbelievable. So it was like it made her like an eighteen week half marathon plan for a race we're doing in August. Um, and like you can put in how many week, how many days a week you want to run, like what your nice. pace is now, all this stuff. It was pretty cool. I checked that out too. It's like the Nike running app. If you have like an Apple watch or something, I think it hooks right up to that. I just don't like Nike. I'm a big Nike guy. Are you? Yeah. Have you ever read that book? Uh, on how they got started? Shoe dog. Yeah. I don't think I have. Um, I just don't appreciate their political stances and how they yeah. try to market their self yeah. themselves. I just think there's well, and they whatever they're doing is working and maybe I need to take a, a, yeah. <laughs> a class from them, but I'm just, I just, when they make shoes for a penny and sell them for two fifty. I mean, what's, you know, it's yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, some of their, guess, but yeah, some of their labor issues and things like that are definitely, but Phil Knight's book on shoe dog on how he started that is like a true, like entrepreneurship. Don't give yeah. up type he was like going to japan like with no money to like try and find people to make his shoes it was it's pretty unbelievable uh i probably need to put that on my yeah reading i, would, I, I just I would. you know the way that that nike handled the whole colin kaepernick thing and trying yeah. to I, I just yeah uh i don't know that i'll buy another pair of shoes from yeah. them for a while i actually don't run in nikes either i don't really wear anything nike Hey everybody, I want to take a break from the action real quick and point you over to Passive Real Estate Investor Academy. It's one of our affiliate sponsors for the show. Um, Annie Dickerson, who leads up the academy there, I've met her, I met her at a conference last year. I uh, wanted to meet her because she is actually on uh, one of our posts, uh, 12 sites every financial freedom seeker should know about. Uh, the things that they're doing at Good Ag Investments, uh, I'm just amazed by. Uh, she had a very successful W2 career, but also, uh, I think it was last year, uh, 2018, she was able to pull her parachute cord and become a corporate dropout and focus on real estate investing full time. So, and by that, I mean, her and her partner are now syndicating deals through their uh, corporation, Good Egg, Good Egg Investments. And what I'm most impressed by these, these ladies, what they're doing is they closed, I think it was around 3,500 doors last year. Um, and now they're teaching, they've launched this course, Passive Real Estate Investor Academy, uh, to teach people what it really means to become a passive real estate investor and working with syndicators, whether you work with them or not, it helps you understand what a passive real estate investor is all about. So check them out. We have a specific link for you. You can find it at helmsrei.com slash P-R-E-I-A. All right, let's get back to it. There you go. <laughs> I have like I have like the fattest feet you've ever seen. I have duck feet and they do not work with my, my keys. Well, you should have been a swimmer. Have you ever swam? Uh, yeah, I had to for the Ironman. 
Yeah, I can oh, swim. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I can swim pretty good. I can hold my own. I took swim lessons at like the age of 18, which was pretty humbling. But yeah, I can swim now. That would be humbling for sure. 18. 18. Never yeah, took them before then. No, like I knew how to swim, but I didn't okay. know how to swim 2.4 miles in an efficient manner and then get okay. off and bike and run. So I swallowed my pride at 18, got a swim coach, and I was sitting in the pool like a three-year-old getting rolled over by like a 50-year-old man. That was like, <laughs> yeah. that's a true story, well, learning, learning how to breathe in the water. So I, I have a similar story where um, we, uh, when we lived in Birmingham, I had access, my wife was going to UAB at the time, and I had access to the rec center. And I had hurt my back recently, so there wasn't a whole lot I could do working out, but I could go swim. Yep. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go swim, you know, whatever. I'm going to be around all these college kids. Well, there was this lady, she had to be in her seventies and I've, I've done a down and back, you know, and I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Well, she gets in the pool and effortlessly just takes off and comes back and she's in the lane right next to me. And I'm thinking, all right, we're about to touch the wall at the same time. I'm racing her, you know, she's already lapped me, you know, And without her knowing it, we got into this little race and I beat her maybe by length. And I was so dog tired that I just, I stopped after that down and back. And I thought, and I got up and I was like, yeah, you know, and I just turned over and looked at her and she just effortlessly turned, not even realizing I was there and just for another lap. Not even knowing she was racing. Yeah. And after five minutes of trying to catch my breath, I finally just get out and just, I'm yeah. done for the day because I can't do anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it was one of those nasty. things, you know, you, you see, and you probably run into this too when you're running, you get next to somebody and they always talk about race horses that, you know, when they get next to another horse, they're going to run harder and run faster. Well, that was that competitive spirit came out of me. I was like, I'm not letting this, it, you know, eventually what I did, I ended up hurting my back swimming, which is yeah. almost impossible to do. Um, but, you know, and she didn't know we were in it, but I was just, yeah. I felt like, okay, if I can beat this 70 year old woman, I'm going to feel good about myself. Yep. And I did for about two seconds <laughs> until she kept going <laughs> until she kept going. And I had to, had to limp back and go get on some heat, uh, go get on a heat pad. So that the pool is tough for that. Cause everybody like you're right there with everybody yeah. and, and swimming is one of those things. It's kind of like running where like you look at somebody and you're like, they probably can't swim or run that well. And then you yeah. they get in the pool and it's like, that guy's a fish. Like, yes. how does he do that? Yeah. 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 So there was, and there was always, you, when I used to swim early in the mornings, there was like a master class there. So there was these, mm-hmm people who are 40, 50 years old and swimming for like 20, 30 years competing in master swimming events. And they would like just put in insane yardages. And it's just like swimming, swimming's hard. Swimming, swimming like is the one like you with running swimming is like, I just get in my own mind and I'm like, I would so much rather be doing anything but swimming. And (laughs) I like being in the water, but I don't like swimming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped in our, I jumped in our pool the other morning. I didn't stay long. Oh, wow because it was it was probably 70 degrees yeah um which is chilly for a pool but i've been getting on this kick where uh i don't know if you take cold showers or not but they're supposed to be healthier for you yeah so i've gotten to the and i started this thing where um you know i hear i hear all the the guys that i follow talk about the health benefits of it or you know taking yeah. an ice bath or whatever and i'm like okay i'm not doing an ice bath those but are fun I'm, 
jumping in the pool at 70 degrees was probably as close I'm going to get to an ice bath. Um, but I actually swam, you know, a couple of hours, it's a small pool, but uh, I started this whole thing very much like when I uh, started getting up earlier uh, yep. in the shower. Cause then when I'm in the shower, it's as hot as I can stand it, you know, yep. but I started turning it like toward the end of the shower, I started turning it down to like as cold as I could stand it for 30 seconds. Wow. And I built that up to now where I, I just want to take a cold shower. Well, the other day when I was, um, I discovered something. There's a point to this story, not necessarily to tell you how to take a shower. But <laughs> the other day I was um, taking my cold shower and then I thought, what if I flip it to hot for like 30 seconds? And if you've ever been in a pool on a semi-cool day and you go jump in a hot tub afterwards, yeah. it was exactly that feeling. And I thought all right, this is how, this is my routine now. So I take a cold shower and then about 30 seconds afterwards at, or toward the end, I turn it to hot and it's that whole hot tub. Yeah. Cold that's pool to hot tub feeling. And I was like, that's, that's what I'm doing from now on. That's Ed, my let's I don't know why thing. I'm telling you the story. <laughs> yeah. That is the, a lot of the, like you said, a lot of the folks, like the big speakers and stuff out there do, talk about the cold showers that's like Ed my that's a big thing is a cold like he starts like that cold shower and then he changes it to warm have you ever heard of that ice man guy uh the guy who's like body like he controls his body temp yes yes i don't know how much wind. that's true yeah they put him in a lab oh they did okay. yeah like they put cold like they shot cold water over him like in like in a controlled lab setting and he like legit was able to, with his breathing to like maintain his body temperature. I listened to a podcast yeah. with him. That guy is good. I think I did the mistake and this is so horrible of me, but I'm going to admit it anyway. I, I did the mistake of watching a YouTube video on this guy and I thought, okay, he is yeah. some hillbilly redneck that just, yeah. his limelight. And I, I turned it off after that. I was like, there's no yeah. way this is real. But yeah. I, I didn't know they put him in a lab, and no offense yeah. to Hillbilly, uh, you know, <laughs> Hillbilly Rednecks. I I grew up in Glencoe, Alabama. <laughs> Anybody know where that is? No. People from Glencoe do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, cold shower is not something that I have gone. To. I will take an ice bath from time to time, depending on on how hard I'm training. But I haven't gotten the consistent cold shower method yet. It make it it does have a. Um, what's the phrase i'm looking for not a mind shift but it does make me feel tremendously different yeah in a good way you know but anyway i'll have to try it out yeah <laughs> once it's 100 here in texas i'll try it out <laughs> yeah yeah you'll definitely be uh yeah. your hot water bill will definitely go down from yeah. uh from, yeah. from where you're at now to where you were um so so you're going to look at some houses this afternoon and all weekend. Yep. What's the plan? Like you've already ran the numbers. If you find one that actually just looks at, you know, looks decent, are you going to make an offer or is this really just getting you? Yeah. So the, uh, the area, the two that came in yesterday that we're going to look at this <clears throat> afternoon, I ran the numbers on those. They both looked, um, you know, fairly good for, for in terms of numbers, but today, kind of want to see and go and really kind of see what they actually truly need once we're there. Um, but if those look good, I mean, we do now have the capital in the bank to be able to go and, and make an offer and, and get the ball rolling. So, um, 
it's one thing to look, it's another to, to kind of jump in and, and really get it going. So it is. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if you find this true, but when I go look at a property, I, um, usually it, it's not necessarily an emotional attachment, but it is a, um, exciting. I, I don't know why, cause I had, a, I haven't went and looked, we went and looked at a five plex, um, a couple of weeks ago. And then I had a buddy messaged me and said, Hey, I'm looking at this single family. Would you mind walking through it? Cause he hasn't, yeah. this be his first property. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll meet you over there. I'll, I'll go look at it with you. And, um, we got over there and I didn't really like the neighborhood, but the more I got to talking to him, we got to looking at it. I was getting really excited about the property. I was sitting here thinking, man, if you don't get this, I probably will. But then I was like, no, this is not, it's not what we're targeting right now. You know? Absolutely. And I had to walk away and it took me about a day to, to figure out, okay, yep. you're getting hung up on the excitement of looking at properties. Cause it is a property that I would like. Yep. Um, but it, well, it was a property I would like when I was first starting out, you know, I mean, it made the, the numbers made, uh, I'd say the numbers make sense. The number made sense to him. Yeah. Right? I didn't run them, but, uh, you know, it fell within that one and a half to almost 2% rule. Yep. So I was like, I, <sighs> but I don't know. There's just something about when I go and look at a property, I'll typically, yeah get more emotionally excited about it. Now that fiveplex that I went to, uh, it had the adverse effect of it. I was like, that's <laughs> pictures on the, the picture. You had a great photographer because yeah. they did not show this, 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 it, you know, the tenant base was horrible. Yep. You know, those ones with those, with the pictures, when you get there, it's like, how did somebody make this look that good? Filters, <laughs> man. Filters. Like, oh my God. I like hey. the opposite ones. The ones that look terrible. And then you get there and you're like pleasantly surprised. Cause I was yes. doing, I was yes. working, I was helping my brother-in-law look at some properties. Same thing. He's trying to buy his first and I'm trying to, you know, convince him to kind of house hack and buy a multifamily and live in it. And, and he's pretty handy. works in the construction trades and stuff. So oh. we went and looked at a couple. Um, and we went and looked at one fourplex and the pictures were kind of like, eh. and then we got there and it was like, this thing's pretty nice. Um, but he was working with a junk realtor and it didn't get the deal. So, but we looked at a few and same thing. A couple were like, this room was left off the pictures. I wonder why And then you walk in and you're like, turn around. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. Yeah. It yep. was, uh, you know, the, the listing on this was, um, every unit was rented, blah, blah, blah. You know, tenants have been there forever. Yeah. We get into one, the tenant, the first one we walk into, the realtor was straight up. The show, the real listing realtor was straight up to us. Then, of yep. course, come to find out, I think we were like their fifth or sixth showing for the day. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, she, so she had her pitch down by then. Yep. And uh, she just said, "Okay, so this this tenant has left. Uh, she's upset over the property management company because there's mold growing here." And you walk in, you're like, "Oh yeah, you can smell the mold." And <laughs> wasn't in the listing, you know, which the mold wasn't that bad of a deal. It was just, it, um, it was being managed by their own property management team. Yep. And, um, but then you got to, then we got to meet the tenants upstairs. That's always a treat. <laughs> I think one of them had like three teeth. Oh geez. Yeah. And 
the other lady was extremely nice. I mean, it was, but it was, it was yeah. like, okay. You guys had an excellent photographer. Yeah. Congrats on your marketing, but I'm not going. And, and I told my realtor when he was, uh, it was weird because this, um, this property was under contract and it fell out for whatever reason. Um, and then we made an offer on it. Side and yeah. you know, we'd saw the pictures. I was like, okay, here's what I can do. And it was dramatically lower than asking. Yeah. And they just, they said, no, she was, we're not taking offers unless you come and see the property. And I thought, oh, okay, that is weird. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. But you know, it, we walk in like the, the property that had the mold, the unit that had the mold issue, um, director said, now there's something going on with the subfloor of this area right here. And I was like, yeah, if I sit on that toilet, I'm pretty sure I'm falling through the, the, cause it was, I mean, it was, it wasn't just bowed. It was, you step on it and everything got real soft. It, <laughs> it was below sea level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was just a weird, yeah. Thing. But I told my realtor, I said, look, I said, I like that house. We just bought a fourplex. It was very similar to that style of house. And I said, I don't want to go see it because I feel like I'm going to get, yeah, mostly attached to it. I said, I'd rather just do this off my, he goes, well, they're not, unless you come and look at it, they're not taking offers. And I said, okay. I said, well, we've got some time, you know, later this week, we'll go do that. Yeah. Good time. Good chance to take the family up there and, you know, because yeah. it's in a um, city just north of here and we don't get up that way that much. But, um, you know, we walk in that first unit and I'm like, Oh man, I really should have brought the family, you know, or they should have <laughs> just stayed outside and played at the park that was across the street. So, yeah. um, but yeah, anyway, and it's like, I mean, it's kind of like when you go to the store for like that one thing that you're looking for and then it's like not there and then you want it like so bad or you find it and you're like, I'm buying it regardless of if it's on sale or whatever it is. It's kind of like, like that when you start yeah going to look at them well maybe that's it maybe you know because we're pretty hungry right now we're about to be under the um the 1031 exchange clock if we can ever close on our duplex um but it's it's that thing you don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry exactly yeah (laughs) so maybe maybe that's it i know that's going to be the title of this episode Yeah, you don't, you know, so we're, you know, and I've been thinking about just not doing the 1031 exchange this time because the market here is so hot and I'm not comfortable with, I don't want to be rushed to um, invest in a long distance. Yep. Because I have not done my due diligence anywhere, you know, and I had the conversation last week with a turnkey guy, which by the way, um, I want to find out, we don't have to talk about it now, but I want to find out who your turnkey guy is in, in, yeah. in Memphis just to make sure the person I talked to, it's a, it's not the same person because he had a good, I enjoy my conversation with him. I, I thought it was very genuine. Uh, yeah. Be very authentic and it'll be a, an episode coming out here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are, my the person that I use with is not from Memphis, which was probably problem number one. I gotcha. Uh, but I mean, from what I've seen, there are a lot of good ones. And I've talked to a couple other ones in Memphis since then, trying to, you know, work on some stuff with my property. Uh, And they've been, like you said, pretty, they seem pretty genuine and like they actually knew what they were doing. Um, 
I think, yeah. I mean, what I saw with those episodes, I think the ones that come with that little bit of like a premium on them, like if I did this all on my own, I could probably get a little bit better price. Seem to be the ones that kind of have it going on. Yeah. And you know, when I was talking to him, he, uh, he made a, um, he said, now are you turning, talking about what he used a different phrase. It was, um, turnkey operator or turnkey something. I don't, I can't remember. That's horrible. Anyways, Marco Santarelli, who he also runs the Passive Real Estate Investing Podcast. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh, he, he had this line that really grabbed me because we got to talk about, you know, stocks or whatever. He goes, yep. He goes, you don't have to own stock or you don't have to own Coca. You don't have to live in Atlanta to own Coca-Cola stock. Yeah. And I was like, and then we got to talking about the duplex that we're trying to sell that we've never been in. We've owned it for three years. We've never been in it. And he said, what's the difference between that being five minutes down the road versus in a growing merging market in Texas and, and Houston, I think was one of them that he talked about. And I was like, the only difference is that I've lived here for about 10 years and I know the market. That's the yep. only difference. And yep. for me to trust, somebody else with that will be a huge growing step for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That book that David Green wrote on that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I read that. It was kind of like, well, it was kind of stupid. I read that book and then was like, yeah, I can do this. And then bought that house in Memphis. So that failed. So maybe read the book twice. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good, good nuggets in there for sure. Yeah, but he says the same thing. He says, you know, what's the difference between, you know, me looking at videos on, you know, that my realtor sends me or me going and looking at it myself. He's like, there's, you know, there's no difference between that for me. Um, so he's, his, he has some, he says some one-liners about it too. That's kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, I've got to get over that mental yeah. hurdle personally. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, yeah, I, it's, there's a lot of things that I would do different about it, obviously the second time around. But yeah. <laughs> that's, well, like what, what would you do? And this is more personally for me. What would you do? Yeah. <laughs> I think what I would do is I would do, you know, I'd certainly have more of like a formal probably interview process with the person than just kind yeah. of like a big conversation that I had. Um, I mean, I think there were a lot of red flags throughout my process that you probably wouldn't have with somebody who's truly a, an in Memphis turnkey operator. Like you said, uh, like I was passed off to somebody else. Like, the person I got it from was marketing it. Um, the people who are, you know, really killing it in Memphis have their own marketing. They're doing their own stuff all in-house. Yeah. This was not. Um, so that was a big one that I probably should have caught and been like, well, what's going on here? Um, and then I think that probably following actually David, David Green's book a little bit better and like actually finding like what he calls the core four down there in Memphis, like finding a, a realtor, who can, you know, tell me about the areas. Like it's one thing to buy the turnkey and they all tell you none of the turnkeys say it's below B class neighborhood. Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true any of that really is, but I think if, if I had a realtor, um, yeah. then I could really kind of, they could kind of sh show me the areas. And then if I end up going with a turnkey at the end of that, then, then so be it. But I think, I think having somebody who is not, from the turnkey space telling me about the areas to invest in would probably be my first step in investing out of state again. Even if I was like, I would probably, I mean, I don't know if I'd buy turnkey again, but I, 
like it for like a 1031 exchange, or if I was like in a crunch or had, you know, came into made some big profits on another property, I probably would do it again if I found the right person to partner with kind of long-term. Yeah. But I would think, I think I would get that data like validated from another, cause I did like, I did the hot maps. I did all yeah. that stuff, you know, everything that, that they kind of tell you to do, I did. Um, I also think a realtor can give you a more honest feedback on the rent rates in that area, like beyond yeah. rentometer and beyond what the, yeah. turnkey company says i think they can have a better idea i mean same yeah. thing they can pull the they can pull the lease comps on the mls and kind of give you a, a more accurate idea yeah uh, I, I, agree. yeah I think just like kind of third-party validation i guess was the long-winded answer to that question no well. I, I like it because I, I saw uh, this amazing post the other night because i like picking on zillow and i'm going to read yeah. but it was uh da and zillow stands for accuracy <laughs> and i was like that's it that is it uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing to me how Zillow's prices are all like the house next door. Depending on what it lists for, it magically has this estimate that's very closely to that when it goes on there. I don't know. I don't know. It's, yeah, that's well, they're they're writing loans off Zillow now. So <laughs> again, they're doing something right. Back to the <laughs> Nike conversation. They're doing something right. I may not like it, but it's it's one of those things. I look at them like I just yeah. don't agree with that. But yeah. And, and for, for example, the, you know, the single family that we sold, uh, on Zillow, the address was wrong. I tried to contact them yeah. and correct it, but the address was wrong. There's an East and the West side on the street. And there is clearly a difference yeah. right in that, um, or that area, like a hundred thousand dollar difference. Yeah. That's so my estimate was a hundred thousand, hundred and some thousand dollars off than what, yeah. what we sold it for, what we bought it for, yeah. um, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, tongue in cheek is that I feel like that when we bought the property, yep. a lot of people saw it because it was incorrectly addressed or incorrectly labeled. Yeah. And that's how we were able to get it too. So, yep. um, which has happened a couple of times actually the way yep. that we've gotten properties, we see them listed and we'll look at them like that's, I yep. know that property is not at that address and we yep. go and find it and we're like, Oh yeah, well this makes sense. Yep. And so there's a little, there's a little yep. tip, you know, Opportunity. Find the properties that are incorrectly addressed that one in the MLS. So yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, well look, man, I got to get going. Awesome. Good luck on day one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they they've warned me. The first two days are just hanging out with HR. So yeah, well, um, it could be worse. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. HR, <laughs> fun stuff. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, I'm, I'm glad y'all made part it. Part of today. HR, so I won't say anything. Yeah, about yeah. It. No, I, I know. I, I didn't want to. <laughs> um, but you're you're on a different. Uh, yeah. You know, you're you're the, I'm on the HR nightmare side of HR. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it should be fine. So far, yeah. you know, the, this, this group has been pretty excellent. Uh, awesome. Make me feel, uh, very well, of course, you know, we're, we're in the honeymoon phase right now. Exactly. Maybe yeah. Next week will be a different story. Yeah, but you're on the Sandy beach right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we are. And, uh, but it's, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, That's awesome. Uh, yeah. It is going to be changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we we're trying to look at it as a business decision and, yeah. um, uh, I'll be able to share more details about that pretty soon. Hopefully, Absolutely. So, yeah, that's uh, great. 
but man, I'm glad y'all made it to Texas safely, everybody. Yeah. And I look forward to hearing um, what you find out this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to it. Awesome. So Have a good day. We can, yeah, hopefully we can yeah, connect. I'll put another one on account. Yeah, I'll put okay. one on for now. I wanted to uh, figure cross country probably wasn't the best time, but I'll get one on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Awesome. Have a great one, man. Thanks, I'll see you Have soon. a good day. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.